number one. I feel like we won. Do you feel like we won? Number one. Back. Back. Number one. Back, back. Back. Back it up. Number one. Number one. Golf the cue. But there was a cinnamon roll waiting for me when I got home. I ate it. I ate it. Feel like we won. Number one. On Monday, November 12th, we said. Three poems, none of which are by me, all of which are randomly chosen from this magazine uh, called Field. This is the spring 2002 issue from Oberlin College. First poem by Marilyn Johnson. It's called Suspense. When did I realize I was made of yearning? The day the doctor tightened my braces in the gleaming trap chair? Or the night I locked myself in the bathroom with a tumbler of bourbon and lay down my dancing head? The check is coming. Something out there with my name on its way. Each day, I hurry down the long driveway. The mailbox on the road recedes. I take root on a ridge above the highway. A lookout in the shape of a birch. Every leaf shivers with every possibility. Weather passes right through me. I'm looking for what needs to come while my heart grows teeth. Uh, Mary Bain Campbell. A poem titled, It Does Not Matter So Much About the Exploding Suns. We think of Australia, of the moon and of red giants because we are sad. We throw rocks at the oppressors and we oppress because we are so sad. We go to war and still we can't forget. When it is time to sleep, whoever it is we loved, we go to work and we raise the crops. It must be done. But why? She is so far away. He and it are out of hearing. There isn't even a wind tonight in which we could breathe their breath. Carol Modaw, Wind Above the Weather to my daughter born in China. Not through my body, but through another's. And where she went, you went. What she ate, what she felt, and scrolled on your mesoderm. Her voice, gait, nerves, the vibration of the pond where you floated, water lily, winter lotus, your long stem rooted deep in her aqueous world until you swam out, not out of my body, but out of your first mother's body, out in a rush of her waters, out beyond where she could keep you, now, before we meet, high above the pattern of prevailing winds, above the baffling doldrums, the monsoons, horse latitudes, westerlies, trade winds, above even the jet streams that snake and loop across the world in great meandering waves, is a wind above the weather, drifting slightly with the earth's rotation as it blows between us, from me to you, you to me. First we are connected by this wind, instrument of prayer. Poets. Ladies and gentlemen, those were poets. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our first poet of the evening, Keith, to our stage. Thank you all.
is called interior design. My advice is, exercise calms the mind. Go to your quietest room. Place a hand-wound clock that ticks so to muffle your beating heart and ebbing breath. This clock drums the talk of contradiction. Discover there is no calm in you. Agitate contradictions in every thought. I further advise that my first advice is, advice is unlikely to work. That you get used to agitation. That you be ready to grow old with it. That you blend the decor with it until the room, in times repeated, compels your schizophrenia, yet welcomes you both home. Thank you. Keith, ladies and gentlemen, give him a hand. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Tom to the stage. Um, reading from the future this evening, um, two haikus to begin with. One I wrote last election season, so like last November, and then the one I wrote this last election evening or whatever. Um, so last year's was a change in the wind, but no change in the weather. You think your vote counts? And... This year's, casting our ballots into a polluted stream, expecting fresh fish. Thank you. Of Avalon in ancient times, it said, a misty labyrinth may show the way to where the once and future king was led. Of Avalon, there's little talk today. Today, the way is a mystery to all, but the few who were fortunate enough to have listened when they received the call. They say the way to Avalon is rough. I say the way to Avalon is found quite easily near any local shore, and splendor in its kingdom is unbound. The labyrinth is here, it's lost, no more. In a kayak gliding, trouble's gone. You'll find your labyrinth to Avalon. Love. So grand is the mountain that looms above the lowlands of mankind, violently made by forces man knows very little of, its flame, the heat that helped him forge his blade. Upon the summit man finds life quite hard, for the air is thin and that affects his brain. He climbs, thinking that there he'll touch the stars, but once on top, only encounters pain. Yet the valley he sees his woodland home below him stretches, and he understands with his climbing atop this mountain's dome. He's always had the world in his hands. Loves the summit and the valley our soul. To climb to its peak is to see below. Thank you. That was Tom. H and all. Give him a hand. Do it. 
please welcome Shane to the stage. This is called Help Wanted. Everything is online now, but not long ago, when you needed a job, you'd go looking in the Sunday paper. That's what my dad did anyway. He'd find everyone a job before the eggs even got out of the frying pan, whether you wanted one or not. And he knew damn well that I didn't want one, so he'd find me one first, usually more than one, just to make his point. He'd also find me coupons for haircuts and the sale prices for blue jeans and work boots from the J.C. Penney's Sears ads. They were bad jobs and cheap clothes. Every day, he ate a giant turd sandwich and he'd wave it in as many faces as he saw, whether you were hungry or not, until you finally broke down and took a little nibble just to shut him up for an hour or two. Sunday mornings usually ended the same way at my home. Dad left at the kitchen table by himself with plates of half-eaten eggs, working his way through the want ads until he'd circled every shitty job our small town had to offer the world. On a good day, he'd continue his search into the bathroom. He'd come out waving the folded-up newspaper like a fan, spreading out that familiar odor through the rest of the house. Thanks. That is Shane. Give him a hand. Please welcome Carly to the stage. The first time we met, we stood. On a moonlit dock, our breath taken by the wind. You, with your back to the bay, opened up your journal and you read. The second time we met, you either had one too many shots of whiskey or maybe one too many pints of beer. You pulled me into the middle of a dark, crowded room and hollered if this might be the last thing you'd ever have the chance to say. I want to carve out your dimples and staple them to my face. You are the first thing that I have cherished since back in 2009. The day I watched my heart shudder from my chest, leaving nothing but frozen lines of red and a black crown. You are like the sound of a waterfall after years of only gulping down wine. And I never thought I'd have the audacity to call someone baby, but baby, the way you smile at me makes my mind run at a certain shade of crazy. And even though we never got the chance to make it all the way, I want you to know that my dimples found their place on my face again. There might be clouds with a chance of rain still hidden behind my eyes, but I know that storms only hit hard for a season. So I'll love each day with a new joy because every day is a chance I get to keep breathing. The first time we met, you opened up your journal and you read. This is a poem for the one I haven't got a chance to love just yet. Thank you. Carly, our first time reading. A hand for Carly. Please welcome Dr. Gary Wade to the stage. This is tentative title, Reading About Statins. 
I've been reading lately how statin drugs taken to reduce cholesterol in the blood likely have a role in reducing memory in the aging. Cholesterol is used to form the myelin sheath around nerve fibers in my brain to prevent short circuits in processing my reality. So it seems that now I have a choice, a longer life or memory of why I wish to live it. <laughs> Which will it be to remember your name and why I love you or early onset of the grand infarct? Without the first, why not have the second? Ignorance and knowledge, exceedingly keen edges of the same terrible sword. Thank you. Dr. Gary Wade, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, we come to the final poet of the evening. The final. The final. The last poet. Of the evening. Just us and one last poet. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Robert Lashley to our stage. Hattiesburg. The trees thy bloom a liquid courage. The cotton droops too thick. The rain it comes too late to tarry. Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis, come quick. The red river flows up to my ankles. The voices gather thick. A score and five are swept away. Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis, come quick. Run, 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 Lord, let me run. Let me ride to the angel's wick. Let me ride, let me ride away from here. But Joe Lewis... Joe Lewis, come quick. Thank you. Robert Lashley, ladies and gentlemen. That man right there. And that was our show. Again, 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 again. Again, again, I tell you, tell you, listen, listen. Oh, 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 yeah.